Welcome back to Fixie's Playground, y'all. It's February 1st. Woo! Bringing you some more content on more of a every other week kind of basis, I guess. I don't know. We've been, we've been doing pretty good, huh, Simon? I'd say. Not quite once a week, but like, you know, every couple weeks. Yeah, I've, I've been trying, so. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It, we would have had one, you know, at least yesterday, but I got tired waiting. So, you know, you lay in your bed and you're waiting for the time to start. And then you're just like, man, I just want to sleep. Yeah, I just fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, it's not that I wouldn't mind coming on. It's just I feel like the content's better when you're not, like, tired, you know? So, like, I was struggling with that because on one, like, I wanted to do the episode. But on the other, I was like, man, I'm so tired that, like, it, it wouldn't be as good. You know, I'm try- trying to bring some quality to this this here uh, establishment. So, um, uh, it is February 1st. We have a couple weeks to the Super Bowl officially. Yay! We're going to talk about that. Um, Valentine's Day is around the corner. She's going to have to buy my wife something. Eh, You know, not terrible, I guess. Um, (laughs) Also, anybody who lives here in Louisiana, we have Mardi Gras coming up uh, soon also. So there will be um, a lot of drunken shenanigans and parades and people wearing <laughs> costumes and dancing for rice and chickens, chasing chickens. Um, I know most people have heard of like the New Orleans Bourbon Street Mardi Gras, like party fest. Um, I live in a more rural area and we actually do things very old school and traditional. So, uh, real quickly, I guess, for anyone who listens, which most people who listen know what Mardi Gras is, and even know what the traditional, I think, most people I know that are from around here anyway. But uh, um, back in the day, Mardi Gras was a celebration where the common folk, which basically was the non-royal folk, you know, the not kings and queens, could dress up as kings and queens or make fun of them. And also the kings and queens could dress up as common folk. They can intermingle. They have a lot of fun. Um, It also eventually transcribed to people would dress up and then they would go house to house, entertaining the people of the house and the house and the people in the house would give them either a cup of rice or a chicken or something like that. And then they'd all meet up at the end and make a big old gumbo and everybody would eat. So, uh, obviously, you know, time takes a hold of everything and now it's more of a a drunken foray, but it's fun. Um, (laughs) so, um, other news and notes before we get started. Um, look, it's, you know, NFL playoff times, me and Simon are huge football fans. So I know some of our listeners aren't the biggest football fans. So, um, stay tuned. This episode is going to be mostly NFL. So I'm just letting y'all know, um, you don't have to listen, but go ahead and play it and just like turn the volume down while you're sleeping. We appreciate it. I know I don't have a lot of listeners, but they are consistent. So we appreciate y'all listening. Um, we will have more content that's not football related coming. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just so happens to be the playoffs and Super Bowl coming and a lot of interesting news. So we feel like we need to talk about it. Um, also send us a message. Send me a message. You don't want me talking about football? Send me a message. Tell me what you want me to talk about. We'll talk about anything. Right, Simon? Yep. And I um we're going to start up the Instagram and Twitter um account more often. So any Correct. suggestions. 
on Twitter, especially maybe we'll do some polls or what you guys want to hear about in the, in the um, future episodes. That'd be awesome. So stay tuned for that. Yes, I will uh, start adding links to our Instagram and Twitter to the posts for the episodes so y'all can get to them. Um, and I'm going to try to start doing a little bit better on shouting out other podcasts that have shouted us out in the past. Put them links in the bio or in the post. Also, um, besides for that, you ready to rock and roll, Simon? Yes, sir. Let's talk about Sean Payton. <laughs> Let's talk about Sean Payton. You know, how much it, all, buddy. you know how much it hurt? To post that episode and the very next day, the very next day, Sean Payton retires officially. All right. I'm at work and uh, the job I have working with kids, we don't have our phones on us, obviously, because our attention needs to be one-on-one with the kids. So um, I don't see my phone until lunchtime. I happen to have a late lunch at like 1.30. So I get on my phone and my phone's got a million notifications. I've got a million tags. Um, since I'm so heavy into sports groups with you, Simon, in uh, one group, I have the league of the zone and another group and then fantasy football and everything else. So like I'm pretty much plugged into NFL news, right? Whenever something breaks, I get like six notifications from six different places. And that's not including the people who tag me in post. So um, I was not enthused. I was having a great day, a very great day. I was excited to eat my lunch. I was hungry, didn't have breakfast. So I'm sitting there scrolling, Sean Payton retiring. And I'm like, fuck, fuck, <laughs> fuck. Right. And look, we, we, you know, I gave a plenty of reasons why he shouldn't, but I did acknowledge the fact that like he could, you know, if he wants to take a break, I get it. So, um, my take on it before Simon steps in is um, look, I wish him the best, right? He gave us 16 amazing years, regardless of the ups and downs. Uh, he's a great coach. Um, I know some people will argue it, but I, I do feel like he deserves to be in the hall for what he's done with the saints. Um, if you don't believe so, that's, that's fine. It's your opinion. Uh, I had someone try to compare him to Mike McCarthy and I wanted to strangle the fuck out of him, but I didn't, I debated them. And I was like, listen here, you shit. Um, there's a reason that like Sean Payton was like, Hey, I'm, I'm leaving the saints. And he was already getting bombarded with like teams that want him. Mike McCarthy just, just kind of happened to fall into Dallas. Right. Nobody was really that excited about him. <laughs> Even Dallas fans weren't excited about him. So, um, uh, you know, technically, record speaking wise, Super Bowls, playoffs, even regular season, they're very similar coaches. But that's where it ends. Sean Payton is an offensive mastermind. He's literally changed the game of football with his play calling, right? How many teams do you see sit there on fourth and one and, and try to get an offsides? That's because of Sean Payton. Sean Payton did that shit. You want to talk about the screen game? Let's talk about Sean Payton's screen game, who literally revolutionized that, that those plays. And made it to where every team uses them now. So enough. I don't want to blow, blow hard on him. Um, look, I'm not mad at him. He's not in it. His head's not in it, right? He's, he straight up said it. He's like, look, I can't give the team my best anymore. I'm not in it. Go take your break, Sean Payton. Go do media. Go do whatever you have to do. Retire forever. Look, if you end up with another team three years from now, I'm not going to be mad. Just don't let it be the Cowboys because I will say something. But um, – Look, he did plenty for New Orleans, right? He gave us everything we wanted and more from our football team. So nothing but love to him. 
Uh, I don't think anybody, you know, I know people who are upset about it, but I don't know people who are bitter towards him for it, right? Go ahead, speak your piece, Simon. Yeah, um, I, you know, it's it's funny, buddy, because I see a lot of better people with Sean Payton's decision, and I'm, and again, like I'm not this aggressive with sports because like it's sports, whatever. But I say fuck you to those people. This guy saved your franchise with two weeks before mm-hmm. they got there, buddy. My God, <laughs> you know how many playoffs wins they had before Sean Payton got there? Not a lot. Like zero. <laughs> so okay. maybe just it's let you know. Say, yeah. So maybe it's harsh to say fuck you to people that are kind of mad he's gone. So I, I get why they would be mad, but at the same time, though, it's like he gets to do whatever the fuck he wants. He won you a goddamn ring. It's it's upsetting, but it, it doesn't make yeah. me angry. Right? Like yeah, I can't be yeah. angry at the guy. Um, like, I understand. Like, I understand why they're mad, but like, look, man, I was a Saints fan during the paper baghead days. Like, I'm gonna be a Saints fan after, like, during these paper bag days coming up because, like, it's it's about to get rough for the Saints, right? Uh, we had a really good team. I was really hoping we could try to pull, like, you know, Aaron Rodgers, which would have been ridiculous, but awesome if it could have happened, or like Wilson, or just even Kirk Cousins, right? Like, all we need is a, a like a decent quarterback, and we could make it to the playoffs. Like, we could be a Super Bowl down team. Like, but now as Sean Payton goes, players are gonna leave, right? Yep. It's very possible players are going to leave, and we're not going to be able to attract anybody. Like, we're not getting a quarterback now. I don't think we are, right? Um, so the ramifications of Sean Payton retiring are going to hurt the team for the next couple of years. It really is. It is. It's going to be a long rebuild, and then you have a coach coming in with a grossly overpaid Taysom Hill. Yeah. Well, One of his- the weirdest- his contract. Yeah, I, I, has, I know it's not what it says, but it's still like if, if they if yeah. they don't play him as a quarterback, it his contract's not as bad, right? Which is um, true, but then you have to think like, what are they going to do next year? Because the draft capital is not. I mean, it's no. high. But well, I mean, not, they're still technically like, projected to be in the negatives, I think, but um, yeah. they'll get out. Like, I'm not really worried about draft capital. Like, they're gonna magically free up like. 20 million probably. Um, yeah. it's, we'll see it's, it's just, what happens. Let's see what happens. This is my fear is, I mean, Taysom Hill, in my opinion, will see time actually as quarterback one way or another. Cause here's what I see happen. I see a coach coming in with James Winston, who not everybody, unless if you boost Arians or to an extent, Sean Payne, you're not going to do that great with that guy. My opinion. He's going to be erratic. He's probably going to get bent around week six, week seven. That's what I see happening. And if they do draft a quarterback in the first round, great. I still don't think they should. But if they do that, great. Maybe that'll eliminate Taysom Hill seeing the yeah. field. But I see Taysom Hill, in my opinion, seeing the field one way or another. So that by itself is scary because then you have to pay the guy money. Yeah. And then you look at the O-line's okay, good, well. The front seven for the defense it's not looking that sexy right now, considering some guys are getting older. Marcus yeah. Davenport probably wants a lot of money that he may or may not. I mean, he had a great season this year, he's, but he's he, been good. He hasn't been amazing. Like we, I mean, we spent two first round picks for that guy, you know? And uh, yeah, I can say like, he's definitely a starting defensive lineman 
Um, but can I say that he was worth like the two first rounders? Maybe not. Um, he did have a good season this year, though. Um, so yeah, there are some troubles. There's some cap. There's definitely some cap troubles heading this way. Um, keeping players. That's what I'm worried about. Um, I don't. We'll see. I, I like Winston. I think. I think Winston's is serviceable if we can keep the team together, right? Uh, if we can't team to keep the team together, if we start losing some of the, the key star players, uh, I mean, it'll be time for a blow up sooner or later, right? Um, but as far as Loomis is concerned, right now the team is not even thinking blow up, right? They have the pieces, which honestly, if they can keep the team together, it's fairly young. Most of the talent on the team are young, right? Now, the problem with youth is contracts are going to be coming up sooner or later. So there will be decisions that have to be made. But we have a lot of youth. Um, If we can keep most of it on defense, I would be happy. Offense, look, there are a couple linemen that are going to be beating the bush sooner or later, right? Teron Armstead, love him to death. One of the greatest left tackles there is. Uh, can't stay healthy, and he's getting old, right? So he's going to be going sooner or later, uh, which, look, the Saints, I can guarantee you they're going to draft a lineman in the first couple rounds. Either first round or second round, they'll draft an O-lineman. They do it every year, <laughs> like clockwork. But that's why they maintain one of the best O-lines in the league year in and year out. Um, weapons, I-, I feel like we need to get another wide receiver. Um, if we can keep Michael Thomas, that would be amazing. Um but being his cap hit, how much he's costing. Look, if other teams come sniffing around, I'm not that uh, attached, yeah. I guess you can say. Same thing with Alvin Kamara. Love him to death. Amazing running back. He might have to go too. That's a possibility. Uh, the problem is that, that would leave us with like virtually no really real weapons, right? So we'll see how that goes. Now, running backs, I, the Saints are pretty good at, at uh, training up running backs, right? Um, they're good at O line. They're good at D line too. Surprisingly, they're really good at at like managing to to pick up defensive linemen that are, are solid. Uh, it's just that backfield, you know. Um, keeping some of those players, which we have some young cats there also. Um, we'll see. Uh, you know, I don't want to go too far into it, but uh, the next couple of years are going to be rough for Saints fans. It's interesting next year because I thought about this, and again, this circles. I, I feel like this episode is just going to circle around the big elephant in the room. We'll get to later, but with the recent news in the division, yeah, which we will talk about. Yeah, the Panthers are not looking that hot. Yep, the Buccaneers are not looking that hot. Atlanta definitely isn't. Atlanta, I feel like they're very up and coming. They could surprise. I don't know if they're right there yet. So they're a couple of years off. Who knows, man? But the, the problem is, is Atlanta's <laughs> about to have the same issue the Saints have, which is who's going to be our future quarterback? Because Matt Ryan's Back, yeah. falling off a cliff right now, right? Um, they're about to lose Calvin Ridley. He don't want to play for them. At the very least, he doesn't want to play for them. So uh, they have, you know, some decent wide receivers, but nobody's great. I mean, uh, Kyle Pitts, look, he's going to be good. Give him another year. Next year he'll be better, but I think a year after that he'll he can hit the elite tight end status, right? Year three for tight ends, that's the year, right? Yep. Uh, that's the make or break year, and he he shows flashes and huge potential, but having Matt Ryan throw to him does not help him. 
Um, that run game, look, man, uh, I'm all for Cordero Patterson, but he is an older player. He's been in the league for a while now. Playing running back is going to beat him up. They need to get more players. It's, I mean, they're they're missing key people. Um, that is that is true. But I look at their defense, the secondary, especially is improving like hell, which yeah. is encouraging to me. The pass rush is still something to be desired. I I agree with that, but it, it, it's something. I think they're in a much better, not in a much better spot, but they're in a better spot. I would say in the future, just because they. Dynamic and believer you call him and Kyle Pitts because he's just he's just that damn good. But yeah. they got him. They got um they got AJ Terrell, who I think is a fantastic young corner. They have pieces, so it's gonna be interesting how at that division. Um yeah. um ages <laughs> next year. It's gonna be a wild card. Um but um yeah, if we're done with I'm um, talking about um, Mr. Bain, and you can move on to the next subject, which is might as well. Uh, Tom Brady retiring, right? We're we're talking about the NFC South division, so let's uh go ahead and, and dig deep into that one. Uh, first off, look, man, I I get Tom Brady wanted to say it himself and do it on his own terms and all this other stuff, but look, bro, if the cat's out the bag, just ride with it. Don't sit here and tell me, oh, well, you know, I don't know yet, or I'm still processing, you know, this or that. And then, like, the very next day, but, oh, yeah, uh, thanks, everybody. I'm retiring. Like, come on now. Come on, man. <laughs> come on, bro. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. Really? I think he was just butthurt because yeah. Adam Sheffer released it before he was ready. So he was like, I got to I gotta control the situation. Um, look, man, all, all the props to the GOAT. Uh, great quarterback. Made it look easy. Right now. With the Buccaneers, he, he had an overloaded team. So, you know, I, I'm a little butthurt about that. But uh, other than that, I mean, he made he did with an, what an elite quarterback would do with that roster. And that is succeed excellently. And that's what he did. He did that with Patriots. He did that with the Buccaneers. I wish him all the best. You know, he, he, he has nothing left to prove as far as I feel, you know. So he can ride off into that sunset and – do his thing um, with him gone, though, uh, the Buccaneers are going to be facing some interesting things, right? Is Bruce Arians going to stay with the team? What kind of quarterback are they going to get? Um, being that Tom Brady's leaving, I mean, how many players are willing to take the league minimum to stay with them? Because that Super Bowl hopes are going to go down. Um, also, they do have players coming up with contracts, I believe, uh, some of their star wide receivers and, and different things like that. Um, I do like their defense. If I was them, I would try to keep that defense, try to keep Rojo if you can, and um, keep a couple of those tight ends and maybe one of those wide receivers and maybe trade the other one away. Uh, and then as far as quarterback, look, uh, quarterback market is going to be okay this year. Uh, I don't know if I'd say draft, but – they could win with a Kirk Cousins. They could. <laughs> so it's it's funny because I honestly think it's either going to be if oh my god I can't believe I'm saying this if Bruce Arians does decide to stay, which I personally think he's gone. I think he's retired. He's yeah. going to retire. But if, if he does, yeah. But if he does end up staying. I full-heartedly believe he's going with Blaine Gabbard, Kyle Trask. I fully believe that. I mean, I agree with you, but... I know. Especially Kyle... 
especially Blaine Gabbert. I think, Tyler Trask, I think what you're you're hoping for is Blaine Gabbert is the substitute until Trask is ready, right? Is that yeah. is that kind of what you're pointing at? Yes and no, because I think what's going to happen if again this is all 50-50. Just, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. We're just speculating. We don't know what the hell is going to imagine we act, imagine we go back a year from now and yeah. like um the future. Um let's say Gabbard is 2011 Gabbard and he has not changed a bit, he's still god awful. Mm-hmm. I honestly think Bruce Arians is going to look at the situation and say, you know what? Fuck it. Let's put in the Florida kid. Yeah. <laughs> because- well, hey, there you go. If he stays, you know, if I if I'm Bruce Arians, I'd probably be contemplating retirement. Also, look, bro, you got you a couple Super Bowls. Uh, you uh, increase your prestige among the coaching community. Uh, if you continue to play after this, it's probably going to go down some. So just right off, you know. But we'll see. Yeah. And and I would say this too, because this is this is. I mean, I mean, yeah, Tom Brady should be. The timing could be like the number one story out of it, but apparently it's not. I'll say this. I agree that Adam Schefter should have waited until he 110% knew. Yeah. But in the same time, for those people saying, oh, well, he should have waited. It's more than what he did. It's his job. His job is literally to break news before everyone else. That's his job. Mm. And I'm sorry, but that's. But 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 and I don't care. That's ESPN's job: breaking news before Little Brother, the NFL Network does. That's their job. And I've been hearing. I mean, I mean, I'm not saying I'm not defending Adam Schefter. That guy pissed me off as well too. Yeah. So I'm not saying he's perfect, but in the same time, that's his job. And I don't know why people are just so blood and water with Adam Schefter right now. Yeah. I just I just had to say something about that because like yeah which 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 that's fine I I don't have anything against Sheffer it's it's his job like I now look I I think people just were like oh well you know Tom Brady's the goat so you should let him do it his way like quit riding his nuts let the guy do his job like I get it but at the same time like look Brady it, he wasn't trying to be disrespectful he was just doing his job so yeah. it is what it is I don't know why Tom Brady even cares. Bro, you got how many rings you got? Seven rings? Okay, shut up. Quit complaining. How yes, much money you got? <laughs> Who your wife is? All right, shut the hell up. Right? Why you complaining? Chill out, bro. <laughs> you know? So um, I I I I was a fan of the NFL. I thought he was gonna get all these ten rings, snap his fingers, and he's gone and he take everybody down with him. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but um, yeah, but um, if so, you don't mind, buddy, let's say uh, to um, hold on one second, let it clear up the uh, it's laggy. Um, before we leave Tom Brady, um, let's just do a quick salute to um, the end of an era, Tom Brady. Peyton Manning, oh. Drew Brees, Big Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, I guess I'll, I'll let Rivers be in there. Um, you know, um, they were a generation, right? Aaron Rodgers came a little bit later on. Uh, you can kind of throw him in there, I guess, once he retires. But 
it's a new it's a new era, <laughs> right? Yeah, Payne Manning, not Payne Manning. Uh, Matt Ryan and Aaron Rodgers, and that's it. Yep. That's uh, I don't Matt Ryan. <laughs> It's like oh, adding like Eli Manning to it, and I'll be like, nah, bro. Oh, it's just true. Like, Grant, I mean, like, granted, like, A Rod was drafted back in 05, but he didn't really get to play till like 08, 09. So that's why I throw Matt Ryan in there, too. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's my blocking because um, I don't want to say you're old because that'd be very rude of me, but I grew up with those guys. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I, I, I so it's I, like, don't, it's, I don't hold Matt Ryan and Eli Manning in the same breath of those other yeah. quarterbacks I just mentioned. I, I have a better case. Even I, I think that's a little bit of a stretch, but it's. I just have so much, many fond memories of those five guys you just named, especially Manning and Brady. Well, Brady also because I'm a Bulls fan. my childhood, but um. Yeah, that's fair. It's um, yeah, it's, um, it's it's not emotional, but it's mind blowing that all my childhood. I'm going to sound very corny, but all my childhood heroes are just going away like that. I just blinked and I opened my eyes, like Jesus, that was quick. You are correct, yeah. man. It's uh, it's wild. Yeah. It really is wild. Um, all right, what did you want to move on to now that it's cleared up a little bit? Yeah, I, I apologize for the, um, that, but um, let's talk about Flores for a second. Flores, all right. Um, you want to break the news? You want me to break the news? Uh, it's your show. You can break the news. I mean, it's our show. It's it's my show, that? but it's our show. I just okay. you're the co-host. It's our show. You're invested. That, okay. That's okay. true. Okay, but you can okay. do the news. You can okay, I'll, I'll break the news. Okay, Brian Flores uh, is currently suing the <laughs> NFL. And the Broncos and the Giants um, and the Dolphins for uh, racist uh, hiring practices is is the terminology that's been used on all the news sites. Anyway, um, I and both Simon and I talked about this and, and we agree with prefacing this discussion by saying like look we're we're waiting for all the evidence to come out before we persecute or condemn anybody or we're going to give our opinions and we're going to talk about different things surrounding this and most of that is just so you know what to look for what to see what to expect you know we're just talking about something that needs to be talked about um so like don't take anything we say personal or specific we're spitballing here we're just thinking things out loud um again we're waiting for evidence to, to really judge this situation. Okay. That being said, um, I've seen so far a text message from Bill Belichick to Flores. Um, and hilarious, which it's all conjecture anyway. Um, and the only other thing I've seen is a statement on Brian by, by Brian Flores, saying that um, his interview with John Elway was a sham and also how like the Dolphins owner offered him 100K to lose a game, like every game that he would lose, 
he'd offer him 100K, and also how he tried to manipulate a situation where Brian Flores was going to meet a top prospecting quarterback, um, which would have um, violated NFL, you know, uh, trade tampering rules. Um, how much of that is true? I don't know, because because basically these kinds of things, it's their word versus our word, right? And if you don't have tangible evidence, it's just hearsay. Um, which is why I'm I'm waiting for it to play out because I want to see what kind of records they can get. Uh, like I said, the only thing I've seen so far is is Belichick messaging him, um, screwing up his name with another coach who is now going to be the Giants coach, right? Um, what you know, remember his name? I can't even remember his name. Um, Brian Dable, our offensive coordinator. Brian okay. Dable. There you go. Um, apparently, Flores had an interview with the New York Giants. Belichick's text message basically um, he screwed up and was congratulating him when he should have been congratulating a different coach. And Flores took that as oh, they're fucking me. This interview is a sham, which maybe it was. Maybe it was. Or it could just be that they had their interview and they knew who they wanted and they were just going through the process of finishing out the other interviews. And if nobody checked any of the boxes, they were going to go with the guy that they like so far. I don't know. It's like I said, it's all opinion. And when you hear things third and fourth hand, how much can you prove, like use as proof, right? Um, that being said, Look, it's not like the NFL hasn't been racist in the past in some ways, or there haven't been racist people in the NFL. Um, I think ultimately, at the end of the day, the NFL cares about making money, and their image is what is important to them because that's what helps them make money. So they don't like conflict. They don't. But my, my point is, is organizations, whether they're racist or not, will hire people that they don't like if it makes them money and wins them games. So that's always. A potential there. Um, do you want? To, why don't you talk about Brian Flores before we get into the Rooney Rule, right? Because I want. I yeah. think that has a lot to do with this entire situation. So go ahead and comment on Flores first, and then we'll touch on the Rooney Rule. Now, first of all, I will say this: I don't think he's necessary. I'm not saying like I agree with him or anything, but I'm not. I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say he's lying only because he acknowledged that what he said is probably going to cost them jobs for the near future. Mm-hmm. So I think down the, like in that regards, I don't think he's lying. I think he's standing up for his cause, which kudos, my dude, fight for your, fight for your good fight. But at the same time, though, it's like... So, again, you have to wait. But, like, it's tough. Because, again, like, maybe when, when this episode is posted in a later um, day or two, it's maybe more stuff will come out and maybe yeah. this, maybe what I say is obsolete, but it's, 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 it's funny enough, not funny, but it's bad enough the way he got fired from Miami as we knew already. Because mm-hmm. we already, because we discussed it, both of us discussed it. Well, I, we both this little kind of, I thought it was abrupt, but at the same time, like, I, I saw valid reasons why they would want to move on from him, right? Um, and I explained those reasons. Uh, it, it was weird how they fired him, but at the same time, even if everything that comes out is 
horrible or racist or whatever. The little bit I've seen is so far he did not jive with the owner, right? Mm-hmm. If you want to believe the boat story and vi- go and visit a quarterback and all this other stuff and ask him to lose games, if you believe all that, then obviously the owner does not like him because he does not play ball with how the owner wants him to play ball. So off of that, yeah, I believe the owner would fire him. Be like, hey, if you don't want to play how I want you to play, bye. This is my team. And honestly, hey, okay, cool. I get it. I think it's stupid, but I get it. Um, so I just want to say that. Go ahead. Continue. Sorry to cut you off. No, no, no. No, it's okay. Um, I've cut you off before, so we're even now. Um, <laughs> um, it's, it's honestly the only thing I'll say that I in my that I'm going to state my opinion is actually do think that's true about Stephen Ross telling him to he'll pay him money. Because I, I don't know why, but I just, I think that part's 100% true. Tank for Tua. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean that's only, I'll, I'll leave it at that. But, and, and again, what I want to say, we're going to discuss later in the Rooney role, but at the end of the day, it's, Either way you want to look at it, it is a learning experience on how to deal with the race in the future in the NFL. Because, again, like I, I want to discuss this when we talk about the Rooney Rule, because I don't want to kind of give that segment away. But it's either way you look at it, I think it's a learning experience. That's, yeah. I'll leave it as that. For Correct. Now. Teams should definitely learn from this experience, and I think some things are going to come from this experience. Uh, we'll, we'll get on the Rooney Rule in a second. Um, Look, I'm all for getting rid of the bullshit in the NFL, right? If it's racism, if it's bigotry, whatever you want to call it. If it's stupid, let's get rid of it. Um, That being said, I just the timing is so terrible. It's like, okay, so you care about black rights now, but you didn't care about them in 2019 when these things were first happening and you were black and experiencing your so-called racism, right? So basically, you put up with the racism and let it continue to happen for two years until it became inconvenient for you to do so. Yep. And now you're using it as a crutch to push your agenda. And, and I don't believe that's necessarily true. I'm just saying that's what it looks like with the timing, right? Um, so the question I ask is, if you really care about it, why did it take you two years to come out? Like, did you care about your job more? Which, look, I don't blame you. You got to feed your kids, your wife, whatever. You're pursuing your dream. When you want something, you put up a lot of bullshit to get to it, right? We've all been there before. So I get it. But it doesn't look good if if you knew like racist practices were happening and you let them continue to happen as long as you were happy. Right. That's not good. That doesn't help the cause. It's kind of hypocritical. Um, if that's the case, that sucks. I hope it's not the case. But it's possible. Um, as for the owner, I 100 percent believe he offered him 100K to lose. Right now, I think. 100k a game to lose. Um, here's, I don't know. The NFL has a very weird relationship when it comes to tanking with NFL teams, right? Like we don't really want you to tank because it's detrimental to the game. But at the same time, if you look like you're trying but you're not really trying, that's okay. Um, case in point, the Houston Texans um, who blew up everything. I mean, they didn't really have much of a choice. But um, I think the NFL needs to implement some tanking rules. Right. If you're going to tank as a team, I think if you're going to tank as a team, it should be official. We are officially trying to tank this season. 
if that happens, all the players with all their contracts have to be honored, right? All the bonuses, everything else has to be paid out. I really believe that. I don't have a problem with, with teams tanking. Um, the problem is it will mess up like the wins and losses, but that's something that like one win or loss. Look, hey. Fuck Zoom. Okay, we're back. Um, y'all might not know it, but uh Zoom has this stupid like 40 minute rule where they kick you off. Uh and that cut me off like mid tirade about Brian Flores or whatever. Oh, I know what I was talking about. I was talking about um the NFL having like specific rules when it comes to teams tanking. And I think my only main point other than like, yeah, it's going to suck because like it's an easy W for most teams on the, on the roster and not every team gets to play them. So that might be an unfair advantage, but that doesn't really matter to me. Um, I think if a team decides it's going to tank all the players contracts, any bonuses that they were supposed to have for that season should be honored. They get paid no matter what, because and I say this because the problem with tanking is the morale on the team, right? These players, you look at their contracts, and say, oh, look at all that money they're making. Like a lot of the money they get are incentives and bonuses, and they are not guaranteed. This is why we have guaranteed contracts, guaranteed or guaranteed parts of contracts. Like you'll sit there and say, oh, that quarterback's going to make $120 million, but it's only $60 million guaranteed, which means half of that is performance based, right? He has to win all the games. He has to win the playoffs, the Super Bowl, and then he gets all his bonuses and everything else. If that doesn't happen, he doesn't get that full contract. So if we're going to tank, you're basically telling these players, hey, we're going to honor your contracts, but we're not going to win, right? And, hey, if you want to sit out this season, sit out this season also because injuries are another thing. Like who wants to lose star players to dumb injuries if they're playing a team that doesn't even want to win, right? Um I just want to point that out um, because if the owner was like pushing the head, the head coach to tank um, it's kind of frowned up, frowned upon in the NFL, but it still happens. So it's just one of those things. I, I, I honestly think it happens more often than not because oh, again, like I can't, but it's the problem is when you want to do a rebuild, you got to do it right. And that mm-hmm. just, so that's just like football. Like in life, brother, like you, if you want to do something and have the most positive impact, more likely than not, you have to not cut corners. You have to take things to the right approach. Yep. Rebuilds are terrible. They suck. Yep. I'm a Bills fan. You're a Saints <sighs> fan. We've yep. seen a lot of rebuilds in our day. Yep. I've seen a lot of failed rebuilds. I've seen a lot of... uh trying to do it right and it not quite working right yeah and the pro and the problem with owners from what i can see is some of them are patient some of them want to be more involved and they do not want to be patient Mm -hmm. and that's why i assume that owners have gone to coaches or gms in that matter and said hey probably won't be the worst idea if we drop the game or two so we can get Blankety blank blank from university, whatever. Yep. Just like it's, I, it's, it's, I just, yeah, it's, it's a I, 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 it, I, I, I hear team, I hear people say all the time, oh, this, te- this coach is trying to take that. It's not the coaches. It's not the coaches. It's not the players. They want to win. 
Yeah, the coaches the coaches get jobs by by being good at what they do. And you know what what directly reflects whether or not they're good at what they do? That win loss record. Right? Now it doesn't always have to be perfect, but like it has to be somewhat good. And if you're taking losses to help the organization and then they fire you and then now you have a, a worse record, it screws you over. And then the players, the same thing. The players need to win because they need to get paid. And then also they want long-term contracts. And those long-term contracts are based on their performance over the past several years. So yep. that's why and, I, and- I don't like tanking because it affects the morale of the team and affects how they want to play, who they want to play for. You're going to destroy your team mentally from tanking specifically, you know? So, and, and, and the problem is also the only way you get better at something mm-hmm. is if you succeed at something. Yeah. I don't know why people don't wrap that in their minds. It's, I don't say common sense, but that's how you get better. Yeah, it's not talent. It's working your ass off and doing things the right way. And have there been exceptions? Of course, there's always exceptions. But what I've seen personally in the NFL, if you want to do something, you do have to do it right. Yeah, it's and and that, and that and yeah. So it's like that. That's um. So that's what I have to say about tanking. But um, I wanna um, I don't wanna. Um, go through the 40 minutes. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. I just wanted to touch base on it. Um, we can go ahead and head on to the Rooney Rule. You want me to say what the Rooney Rule is? Or you want to take the take the mic? Okay, yeah. The Rooney Rule is basically some. It, it's it's kind of more specific, but basically what it is is every you gotta interview coaches from more than basically more than one race, basically. You have to, you have to interview a minority coach. Mm-hmm. Sounds good in theory, it does, but as we've seen in this situation, it's probably not the best way to go about it. Mm-hmm. So definitely, um, to to say it specifically, the Rooney Rule was introduced in 2003 by the NFL. Initially, it was basically just saying, "Hey." Y'all need to make sure y'all are interviewing minorities, right? For both operations opportunities and senior management positions. The issue, which is more recent, was in 2020, 2020, the NFL amended the rules requiring teams to interview at least two external minority candidates for head coach positions and at least one external minority candidate for coordinator job, right? So, look, I, I, I agree with you. Like, they're trying to be inclusive, right? They're trying to make sure that these coaches have a chance. These minority coaches have a chance. Um, I, I think it's fucking stupid, though, because all it does is incentivize these teams to give coaches interviews that they don't even want. And then what ends up happening is, is – these coaches who go to these interviews, who are minorities, don't get the job, and now they feel like teams are being racist towards them, right? Uh, hint, hint, wink, wink, Brian Flores, which I, I'm saying that to joke around. But, like, that is a potential side effect of the Rooney Rule is the Brian Flores situation. I don't want to say that's it. Like I said, we're waiting on evidence. It's a potential that it could be, Right. 
Um, but there are other, there are other examples which I didn't look them up. I can't name them for you, but I do know that there are other examples of minority coaches not getting jobs and people crying racism. But look, here's here's the problem I have, right? Okay, my my head coach just retired, hit the market. But let's say he wanted to go to another team, right? Um, you know, let's let's give the Cowboys their day. Uh, old Jerry Jones calls up Sean Payton and says, "Hey, I want you as my my head coach." And um, Sean Payton's like, "All right." But then now Jerry Jones has to go and interview two minorities, or at least a minority outside of Sean Payton to make this whole transaction legit, right? Because this is what the NFL wants him to do. So he has to go out of his way to interview someone who he has no intention whatsoever of hiring just to say, hey, that they're politically correct. Like, it doesn't make any sense. It and it doesn't help. <laughs> go ahead. I'm sorry. Buffett, I'm so sorry. Go ahead. No, oh, you're good. Um, I mean, that specific part doesn't make sense. Like, I, I get... I get the notion that we want minority coaches to be able to be coaches. Right. But like at the end of the day, teams know what they want. Right. And if they have a person in mind and they get that person, they don't care about anybody else. Why should they even continue the interviews? It doesn't make sense because they know who they want. The same thing with coaching. Like I think the problem is, is with any kind of hiring, right? Not just the NFL, but any kind of hiring in general, you could have two people with, this exact same resumes, but one comes into the office and they're joking and they're smiling and they're easy to get along with. And you can tell they care about what they do. The other one comes in and they barely talk and they're kind of standoffish and all this other stuff. Which one do you think you're going to hire? The one that's outgoing, right? Most likely, even though they have the same resumes. So it's like, it's not, it's not always just credentials. It's how you present yourself. It's how you interact with the owner, the GM, you know, these things matter. Um, so like the interview process needs to not be a sham because all you're doing is giving them false hope. And by them, I'm not just saying people of color. I'm talking about anybody who is in the interview process because it might not just be minorities. Like other coaches might be getting interviews that they don't need either just so that the teams can look like they're, you know, giving it some thought. Like, hey, if you want to coach, go get your coach. Right. Quit, quit throwing, you know, quit, quit throwing a charade or whatever you want to call it. Like, just just do what you got to do. Right. As far as coaching is concerned, look, if there's some racist bullshit, let's get rid of that. But otherwise, if you're a good coach, your coach should speak for you. Right. Brian Flores, before all this broke, had what, four or five teams looking to interview him. My Saints were one of them. And I'll be honest, I was kind of like, OK, I'd be cool with seeing what Brian Flores could do with my Saints. But with all this, I don't really want them to be honest with you because it's just a snafu. You know, like I just don't whether he's right, whether he's wrong. Um, I don't want that kind of press and that kind of stuff affecting my team. That's already going through a lot right now without Drew Brees and Sean Payton. You know, it would just compound everything. Um, we'll see. But like I'm saying is, is if you're a great coach, the NFL wants to win. These teams want to win, and they want to hire winners. If you're a winning coach, they're going to hire you. It's that simple. If you're a great coach, they're going to hire you. It doesn't matter what color you are. We've already seen that. They, they're not afraid to hire people. Look at look at Mike Tomlin. Look at the Steelers, bro. Dude's probably one of the best coaches ever. 
He ain't had a, a losing season yet with the Steelers. That's ridiculous. He's had some bad teams, <laughs> you know. Um, he's a great coach. Uh, we'll see. Obviously, there's a lot to go into that. Um, I don't like the Rooney Rule. I think if if even if racism is occurring and, and Flores gets his check, and I hope he doesn't get blackballed because I do think he is a good coach. Um, I think they need to overturn the Rooney Rule. I really do. Or at least amend it to 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 something different. But I just think they don't need it, right? If these, and so I don't want to get rid of the racism. It's just it is creating more issues than it's solving. So why keep it? Yeah, my position has always been the same about the reading rule and just race in general in the NFL and just in life in general. Mm-hmm. People, no, like not. People want to make it a black and white issue. Not not like not like that, but like right or wrong issue. That's what I meant. Like, yeah. But the situation to me is not black or white. And here's why, either or. I don't think teams are blatantly trying to say, oh, that dude's black, that dude's white, he's not going to be a coach. I don't think that's going on, obviously. Mm-hmm. At least I hope so. But in the same time, I look around the league. 70% players are black, and there's only one black head coach. To me, that statistic is just not a coincidence. But that's why I'm saying this is not a black or white issue, just because, like, it's weird. You know, like, I don't, because I'm not comfortable saying, I'm not comfortable saying that teams are trying to make sure that a specific race is being a coach. That's not what I'm saying at all. But I'm also not saying the other way around. Yeah, it's it's possible. Like, I don't know if teams are going out of their way to not hire black people, right? Like, that's 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 my, my issue. Like. Coaching is such a weird thing. Um, but like at the same time, like we've seen about like a good bit of black coaches in the last like decade who have been yeah. given a team for a couple of years and they just fucking sucked. Yep. So like what are we supposed to do? Like, are we supposed to keep them on just just to fulfill the 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 racial disparity quota? Like, I don't I it's weird. It's just it's so hard, it right? Weird. You know, because it's like it's not that I don't want like I want I want coaches just to be there, whether they're black, white, whatever. Like I, the color doesn't really matter to me. I just want great coaches, um, and I want everyone to have a, a fair share at that, right? So we do need to look out for these things. But like I said, like I honestly do think most teams want to win, and if they think you're the guy, they're gonna pick you. So. Yeah. You know, because at the end of the day, if you win, you make money, you're successful, you get more players, you get more draft. Like, there's so much stuff revolves around winning the game. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. It's one of those things where it's like, I, and I don't know either, brother. It's like one of those, like, it's weird because, like, oh, here's a good example Eric Bianami, offensive coordinator for the Chiefs. Goddamn genius has been there for the last five years. 
I have no idea how in the living fuck that guy's not a head coach. Uh, yeah. And he's, and he's one of the best OCs in football. Is he trying to be but a head so coach? Like, is the question. Yeah, he's interviewed. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah he's interviewed for a lot, lot of teams. So, so it's like, come to the Saints. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Make yeah. Patrick Mahomes. No, I'm kidding. Um, well, maybe not that, but uh, well, so, he he is so, currently interviewing though. So like, it's yeah. very possible he can have him a team this year. So no, it's just uh, it's just true. It was, it, it, and that's why I say I'm not comfortable going black or white with this because I'm not confirming. But at the same time, it, it has me thinking, not what people are thinking, but like something along those lines. Yeah. Well, I think I think it leads us back to the block, the the Flores situation, right? Which is yeah. if we if a coach comes out and says this stuff, right? Uh, we need to pay attention. We need to observe all the evidence and make our decisions based off of that, not negate it simply because it's a, a racial situation. Um, we just need to keep it going. So um, I think that's about as far as I can go with it. Like, let's not dismiss it. Let's let's but let's also give it time and review all the evidence and make a rational decision with whatever is sent. Right. Yep. So um, that's kind of how I feel about it. Uh, I think that's all we can do. Right. Uh, I think the NFL's current tries to, to make the NFL more uh, inclusive to minorities is backfiring and it's just creating more, more chaos than it needs to. Um, so. Well, well, and this is why I, again, it goes back to my opinion about the black or white thing. Cause like, It'll be idiotic to say that the NFL hasn't tried to fix the problem because they have. I mean, they're giving draft pick, little literal draft picks to teams just to get one goddamn black coach. That's yeah. what it's boiling down to right now. So it's not that they're, which is also lying. definitely unfair. Just it's definitely unfair. But at <laughs> the same time, though, they're not doing a great job at trying. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So it's. It's it's just it's 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 just one of those and like it's just life in general. There's just topics in life that we don't know the answer to. Yeah, we can work together and try and find the answer, but at the end of the day, that's going to be really fucking difficult. Yeah, and that's one of those areas, in my opinion. But yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, All right, um, let's talk about um how the Bengals um revenged my Buffalo Bills and are going to the Super Bowl. Woo! We will yeah! in 50, about fifteen minutes. Uh. So uh, let's talk about before we get there, we're, we're going to close off on that segment, right? Super Bowl review, the Bengals. Um, in case Zoom kicks us off after our 40 minute mark, we'll have a whole 40 minutes to talk about that. Uh, or we'll talk about it at the end of this and then we'll just we'll work it out. Listeners, you have no idea because you'll just be hearing us go from one to the other. Uh, but trust me, there's some frustration in between <laughs> for both of us. Um uh, there's not much left to talk about, really. But uh, first off, um, I am very excited for the Bengals. Uh, but fuck Eli Apple. I'm, 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 I'm putting up two middle fingers in the camera so Simon can see them. Um, fuck that guy. He talks yep. a lot of shit, not only on my Saints but also on the Giants and pretty much every team he was with before the team he's on now. And then it's hilarious because even though they're going to the Super Bowl, Eli Apple was getting fucking murdered in that game 
letting letting bunch of shit go past him. He's not even a great quarterback. Like I just for someone who talks so much shit. And look, bro, don't don't you sit there and tell me New Orleans has bad food. You can go fuck yourself. Like, look, if you go to Central Louisiana, the food's better, but New Orleans has great food. Just saying, just saying. So fuck Eli Apple. Just need to get that out there. Fuck him. Um, next up, um, Jimmy G. Let's let's go ahead and talk about him before we we hit the Super Bowl awesomeness. Um, which obviously now we're kind of moving on to the AFC games, NFC games. Um, but for that specific games, Niners lost uh, to the Rams in a pretty close game. Um, Jimmy G had what like. Two turnovers, I think. Yeah, maybe maybe three. No, he had like two turnovers. Maybe one. I don't know. He had a turnover. Uh, but he didn't play that good, you know. They were talking about, you know, he, he had a couple clutch plays in, earlier in, in the postseason, but um, was not clutching it this time around. Um, I don't think he's the guy. I, I really just – and I think the 49ers knew it when they went out and spent a first-round draft pick on a, on a different quarterback. So um, – what happens with Jimmy G? What do you think, Simon? He's getting traded to a team. Maybe the Saints. Maybe God, the Steelers. No. Uh, Steelers wouldn't be terrible, I guess. It's He's getting traded to a team that needs a quarterback. That's, I know yeah. that's kind of seeing the obvious, but that's, that, that, that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> because then... I'm not saying like it's the sole reason why they should do it. I'm not saying that, but when you have a quarterback, when you draft it in the top three, when you have a top three selection, you spend it on a quarterback. You can't register the guy for two years. You just yeah, can't. yeah. You got to give the kid a chance. So, and again, I'm not saying that's my number one reason why Jimmy G should go. But at the same time, Jimmy G has had plenty of opportunities to get this team a championship. He has failed. And that sounds cold-hearted, but that's just facts. Facts don't care about games. It's just true. <laughs> so, it was funny, again, because um, I um, I manage a group called The Office on Facebook, and there's a lot of, and we have a lot of mutual friends, you and I, that are mm-hmm. big Niner fans, so sorry, Paul, yeah. if you're listening to this. Um, yeah, I know. I gave him some <laughs> shit earlier. I know. Yeah, um, but Jimmy G was just not that guy. I'm not saying he was terrible, but he was just a slightly above average, and that's about it. Yep. Now, for the game itself, what an ugly-ass game. <laughs> yeah, especially, especially in the second half, man. Sean McVay, Love the guy. Offensive prodigy. I'm a coach in high school, so I expect the hell out of the dude. His clock management skills. Terrible. My Terrible. God. Like, like he, uh, well, he threw the red flag on a, on a play, and I was just like, don't, don't do it. Yeah, yeah, the fumble, yeah. The fumble. I'm like, no. Like, why? Like, that could go against you, which it didn't, but, like, it, it could have. Like yeah. just take it, take with, take it, and run with it. Like, you know. Um, but they have the talent to overcome that, and that's you're right. And he's still he's still very talented head coach. But he, yeah. 
you're gonna have to do better. So, um, well, we'll see. Um, I'm glad the 49ers didn't get in. Uh, I hate them. Um, I kind of hate the Rams too, but uh, not as much. I like them with Stafford, and then Robert Woods won me a bunch of money, and I really like Cooper Cup. I've, I've been waiting for him to finally blow up, and he did, and he's having a historic season. So, um, even though your Bengals did uh, pull the upset of the century off, well, century this year, off um, beating Kansas City Chiefs in the Arrowhead. freaking tracking century, brother. You yes. have to say this. Yeah. Yes. Um, I'm probably still going to have to go for the Rams, but I, at this point, I, I can go either way, right? Um, yeah. But uh, put some respect on my boy, Joe Burrow. Right. I've been hyping that dude since he got drafted. I was like, look, man, give him a year or two. Like he's gonna be amazing. Just wait. And then it's starting to show. And uh I think he could still he still has a little bit of room for improvement. Um, I think we're gonna see it. So um Kansas City is another team where oh sooner or later they're gonna start losing some some key pieces, right? Kelsey's getting older. Uh, Tiger Hill is getting a little bit older, but they both still like look like they got a couple of years left in the tank. But there's also contracts that are going to be coming and going, and um, different things like that. You know, obviously Mahomes ain't going anywhere, but uh, they're a team to to watch out for, I guess you can say. You know, uh, they'll still be competitors moving forward. Um, but Oh shit. Uh we will continue on the next one. It's about to kick us off. We got about we got about 10 minutes. So Yeah. I can I can yeah. I had somebody want to talk about next or last. Um ah, it's not much else unless we go into the Super Bowl. So let's see if we can knock out the Super Bowl in like 10 minutes. You think we can knock that out in 10 minutes? Yeah, I think we can, yeah, because I don't have much to say about it. Okay. All right, so um, Super Bowl matchup, Bengals, Rams. I have the Rams winning it. Uh, go ahead. Let me tell you something. <clears throat> the Bengals have been doubted, persecuted, underrated for a bunch of years, and it ends not in two weeks. They're going to get fucking crushed. Um, <laughs> um, okay, I'm going to be nice. I'm going to be nice. Well, I mean, let's let's just talk about the uh... – yeah. The very, very small elephant on the field, which is their O-line, which isn't even an elephant. It's more like a like a roly-poly. It's it's a roly mammoth. Um yeah, I look, man, if if the Bengals had an O-line, I, I would I would take this game at like maybe three points, right? Somebody's yeah. like I would give it a, a three a three pointer. Like it's gonna be decided by a field goal, right? Um, but with that O-line not good. And um, Aaron Donald being one of the best. Um, I think Burrow is going to be getting sacked a lot, a lot. Um, and then and then the Rams defense is just good. They got Ramsey up there in the backfield, right? Um, which, I mean, look, if he's on Jamar Chase or whatever, like one thing I do like about the Bengals, they have plenty of weapons and they can use them all. Um, but I just feel like, if the Rams bring their A game, the Bengals aren't winning. Yeah, it's. I just think it's a total mismatch. That's yeah. why I 
don't really give them much of a shot just because if you look at the last three games, the Bengals have done a pretty good job at getting the ball out quickly to their best athletes. Yep. That's what they did. They do it in space to Jamar Chase a lot. They threw it to T. Higgins a lot. Um, they to make him high point the ball. They did that a lot awesomely. Tyler Boyd got awesome. Uh, was awesome at getting open. Yeah. Um, CJ Uzama was really good at getting open. Mm-hmm. The problem is, this is the best secondary they faced in the postseason. This is the best D line they faced in the postseason. Mm-hmm. You're not going to have a lot of opportunities to find the open guy. Yep. And if you are, there's not going to be much field to work with with those yeah. guys. I don't care how good. Higgins or Tyler Boyd or Tamar Chases. So I'm not completely rooting this team out. I still stand by that. I'm really happy they beat the Chiefs just because fuck the Chiefs. But um, it's not going to be a good Super Bowl. Look, not, look I, Joe, I Joe Burrow long. has a long career ahead of him. Um, mm-hmm. The Bengals team is mostly young. Uh, they have room for improvement, but they can come back and they can bounce back from a loss and they can still be a competitor next season. Um, but I, I agree with everything you said. Uh, it's a, it's a mismatch. Look, I would love for it to be just a close game. If it's, if it's just a three point game, the Bengals deserve all the love for it. Right. Uh, cause I think the Rams are going to slaughter me and, um, I'd be happy. I'd be really happy if the Bengals won. I, I'm very much an underdog kind of person. I always root for the little guy. I always like the the Cinderella stories. Like those are always amazing, especially in football. I love seeing teams that aren't normally in the Super Bowl in the Super Bowl. So I love it for the Bengals. The Rams are just more of a complete team. Um, Stafford deserves a Super Bowl win. Hopefully he plays like it, but. You know, I would love to see him with a win. I would love to see Sean McVay get a win. I would love to see um, even Odell Beckham. I would like to see him. But most of all, I would like to see Cooper Cup get that ring to put the cherry on top of this historic season by him. Right? I'm not saying, I'm not saying MVP season, but I am saying MVP caliber season. As he had that oh, oh most certainly. Most, he's just so amazing. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And the funny thing was, is I knew it was going to happen. I was like, Stafford's coming to this team. These wide receivers are about to blow up. And sure enough, too bad my boy Robert Woods got hurt. But look, OBJ signed up. Um, they got it rocking out there. Uh, it should be a fun game. And I am excited for it. <laughs> Sorry, people. Uh, it is kind of uh, getting late. Um, yeah, um, that, my last thoughts is... This is the first Super Bowl in quite a while where I have no bone to pick in this fight. Me either. I, Me either. For, the long, for the longest time, it's like I f- fucking hated. I mean, I don't hate Patrick Mahomes because I think he's a terrific dude. I really think so. I just yeah. think he's, he pisses me off so much as a football player. So I hate the Chiefs for that reason. I hated Tom Brady for the exact same reason. Yep. And plus, he was a. So it's like it's been quite a long time since I've had no bone to pick in a fight, but it's it's going to be interesting because Matt Stafford deserves a range. Joe Burrow, he's still young. He still can get it in the next 15 years, but he he's done really good this year. Comeback player of the year, in my opinion. So, we'll see what happens, man. It's Yeah, I think I, it, this might be the last shot for the Rams. It could potentially it, be. 
it could potentially be. I if you put a gun to my head, well, please don't. But um, <laughs> if 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 you did um metaphorically, I would say Rams twenty eight, Bengals ten. Uh, I think the Bengals can put up fourteen points. It's, it's, and I'm, I'll go so far as to say 17 points. Uh, okay. I think they're going to get a field goal in there at some point. Uh, maybe two field goals. Uh, it could be a, like a 13, potentially, instead of a a, a 14, uh, a 17. Um, I'll put the Rams at like 31. 31. Okay. I think the Bengals will be about like a 17, maybe. They'll be in that range, maybe a 20. That's possible, too. It'll be. I think the Rams are going to win by more than two possessions. Is what I'll say. Yeah, uh, that's. I'll say. I'll say that too. But I'll give the Bengals defense a little more of a shot than I guess a lot of people would because I think the defense is actually not that bad at all. If they could that's, be consistent, um, they put the clamp down on KC. Now, granted, KC went more conservative in the second half of that game, but um, yep, yeah, and that's why they lost. And we don't have time for that. But that yeah. fumble. Non-called that non-called trumple. Interesting, yep. but um, I actually I actually think there's a case for both sides. But um, it's 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 I I again I'm just excited for um Super Bowl Sunday, man. I yep. I, I just want to see what happens. So yeah, yeah, yeah. If if anything changes or any new other news comes out, we'll probably try to get another episode out before Super Bowl Sunday. We uh, we 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 end the podcast twenty minutes later. Matthew Stafford broke his leg. God, that would fucking suck. Let's not okay. do that. I don't want to do that. No, <laughs> I'm going to knock on wood. I'm knocking on wood. Can y'all hear it? Okay. Yeah, that's me knocking on wood. We're not doing that. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, but, 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 it, but if coincidentally Matthew Stafford does break his leg in the next two days, it's not our fault. Yes. Disclaimers. Yes, correct. Disclaimers. Yep. Not our fault. Uh, go check us out on our Twitter and our Instagram. I'll put up links to that. Uh, we're going to sign off before Zoom kicks us off. And uh, next time around, we might be recording on Discord. And if that happens, we might set up some other people coming in and having more than just me and Simon talk and all kinds of good, fun stuff. So, Simon, tell them bye. 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 <laughs>